Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 50. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, so we skipped last week because our election malaise was riding high. Strong. Still still is. Still <laughs> is, but you got to get back on the horse. Get out there. I know it's kind of impossible for us to not talk about it. This is yeah. not the so, not, so not let's the just world. Talk about it. How not, you feeling? Not the world I thought we'd be living in, but <laughs> wow, here it is. This is the way we live now. I thought I thought the white man's time was done, but I was wrong. It takes a lot to kill the beast. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you this: I'm thankful that the Cavs got into the White House this year to meet the president for their little championship mm-hmm. visit because. If there's something I'm not interested in, it's looking at a bunch of photos of Donald Trump and the Cavs. So that worked out pretty well, I guess, in, you know, yeah. when you think about it. We kind of yeah. talked about this. I'm curious, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, like, normalizing this president and how that shouldn't happen. And I, I mean, I agree with that. And I'm, my hope is that next year when whoever wins this year's championship is up for their little visit to the white house. They just take a pass. It would certainly be an interesting protest. I'll say that much. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to get to the point in the next four years that everyone's like, it's fine. It's totally not fine. This is unprecedented in terms of not fine. I guess I just can't see like, let's say, let's say it's the calves or whatever. I just mm-hmm. can't see LeBron James being like, yep, I'm just going to go do this. I mean, I'm sure it's going to come up at different points during this entire show, probably for the next four years of us recording this podcast, but <laughs> I don't know. It's been hard. Yeah. It's I mean, been, it's been if, hard for me to get into basketball in light of this. Yeah, I, I think it's been difficult to... Uh, get back to normalcy mm-hmm. as it or there, there's just uh, with the amount of, you know, seeming hate crimes up and all of that stuff. It, 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 it's been difficult to say, you know what? I just want to sit down and enjoy a basketball game. Yeah. I kind of feel incapable of doing that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, it just, it's just real. I find it really difficult to be like, okay, now I'm going to escape into this thing that I love and pretend that the world isn't a total shit show, even though like, I, I just, my brain is like, ah, wait a minute. But I, I mean, counterpoint, the world has been pretty shitty for a long time. <laughs> counterpoint. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, counterpoint. Like, I know. This is, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it is it cur- is is the dumpster fire with you know the one wheel loose? Is it <laughs> careening dangerously to the end of the cliff? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but it but it's been kind of heading towards it for quite some time now. That's true. So you know, I I, I guess where I am with all of this is you know, yes, I'm shocked. Am I surprised? Not really. 
complete and total total natural pessimism. Mm -hmm. But I this is the way we live now. The only way that you can really go forward is through. And so maybe the way through is enjoying a basketball game, enjoying the things that you enjoy and, you know, still, you know, realizing that, you know, hey, once we get airborne off the cliff, <laughs> free fall, just watching NBA basketball <laughs> during the free fall. <laughs> no, no, just once we get her airborne, you know that you're going to have to stick with the dumpster fire and fight all you can to make sure that you know, you can try to land the thing, you know? Oof. I don't know. It's a lot. Um, that, that, that's my version of optimism, which is very sad. Yeah, I like that your version of optimism <laughs> still involves a dumpster fire. There's, there's no getting around it. <laughs> the dumpster fire is still part of the equation. Well, I, mean, I guess that's just the way it is. So, I mean, one thing I do appreciate... <laughs> What was that? You said that's just the way it is. Oh, that was your Tupac. That was your Tupac tribute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's okay. That's all right. One thing I can say that I appreciate is that several coaches have come out to make statements about what, what just happened. Very intelligent statements, I thought. Oh, Yeah. And as as you told me, some woke statements, according to, uh, you know, a news description of Greg Popovich. I'm sure someone had to tell him what woke meant. Yeah. Uh, you know what? No, I, I'm sure it was just some, like, ESPN.com digital editor. It's like, we're going to call Coach Pop woke. He's woke. Yeah, Pop mm -hmm. had a lot to say. Yeah. I really think it's great that Coach Pop and uh, Pistons coach... Stan Van, Stan Van Gundy coming out and really speaking the truth, as mm -hmm. it were. Mm -hmm. um, I really thought it was, it, it was you. personally helpful for me, I guess. <laughs> Stan, Stan Van Gundy knows the world is ending and he's like, I'm just going to say whatever I want now. He was out there about mm -hmm. the use of the word posse. He was coming at, you know, yeah. that little skirmish between Phil and LeBron. Or Maverick Carter, I guess, is yeah. in actuality. And then, yeah, had some comments about the president-elect. Stan, super woke. He's out there. Yeah. He's out there. He's doing it. Um, really, I think it's interesting how uh, both Coach Pop, Stan Van, both white men. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've gotten a lot less flack for their statements. What would the flack be? I don't know. Like, if... I don't know. Let's just take Sandman's comments and let's just say they came out of Clay Thompson's mouth. Oh, well. And let's say Clay Thompson was kneeling, too. Let's just throw <laughs> that in there. Ugh. I mean, there would be backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Probably from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I guess. Yeah. Somebody. Who? So, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad that they're speaking out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm glad that they're... I think it also says something about society that we're not raking them over the coals for it. I mean, being upset with Phil Jackson over the use of the word posse, which I, I think is 
warranted. You know, it, it, it's kind of oh. dismissive. Yeah. It, it, it would be like if you and I built a business together and, you know, they just referred to us as a posse or a girl gang or. I don't true. Know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I, that That's one interesting thing. I mean, I'm very glad that pop and a lot of po- folks are coming out and uh, speaking against Trump and uh, kind of the hateful rhetoric, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, did you hear that Colin Kaepernick didn't even vote, though? How about that? <sighs> I, I think that's amazing bullshit. <laughs> After all of that, didn't even vote. Nice and- work. I, I feel really uh, conflicted about that because I think everybody has the right to do what they want with their vote, do what they want with their vote, rather. And But to, to say you didn't vote, I think really, that's one thing that really grinds my ears. People who don't vote? I mean, go, if you don't want to vote for president, you don't have to vote for president. But I'm pretty sure wherever uh, Colin... Kaepernick lives, there's a mayor, there's a dog catcher, there's something he could have voted for. Yeah. I mean, I have a major problem with people that don't vote, so I just think it's stupid. Yeah. But that's me. I mean, other than that, what else is going on? (laughs) You know? What else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess I, I brought up that was something that was big. Phil Jackson calling uh lebron's business partners his posse yeah i i really feel like new york is not working out so hot for phil for a lot of reasons yeah because he just feels like willy-nilly to talk about everybody else and yeah i mean i wish phil would just go back to giving out you know copies of sacred hoops to people and (laughs) You know, being zen. I feel like he's not very zen there. I feel like he's agitated. Well, I mean, I I, I don't know that that uh, market really lends itself to zen. No. I mean, it doesn't. I just... It just seems like it hasn't been great, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) Well, you look at their standings, and yeah. (laughs) Newsflash, the Knicks still garbage. How long have we been talking about the Knicks being bad? It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, admittedly, doing better, but, you know, I, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, old men yelling at clouds. And I, I kind of feel like when uh, Phil Jackson goes to open his mouth about certain things, it, it, it definitely uh, gets to that point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone, like... If any old white coach had said something to that na- of that nature, we would we would say that about them. I think I'm not trying to single out Phil, although he's the one who did it, and he's been really just like I said. I just he's not zen, not no chill right now, no <laughs> chill Phil. That's Phil, you know, in the hot seat at the Knicks. It's just very, super out of. T- it's funny because it's like in the same week that you have two coaches who seem very tuned in to the world. Then you get, you know, this old, this old, mm-hmm. chest, this old chestnut out here saying total garbage. Yeah. I don't know. Phil needs to get more woke, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe we should start, uh, like, a recurring estimate where it's called 
the woke index. The woke index. And we we can just yeah the woke index, and you know we can uh, put different players, coaches, owners. Where are they on the woke index? Pop at the top. Pop's leading the way right now. <laughs> Although I think Stan is actually yeah. beating Pop. I think Stan's actually beating Pop right now. Yeah, I I, I really like his level of just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm telling That's you. That's refreshing. I, I, I love that. I'm telling you, he knows the world is ending, so he's just like, fuck it all. Who cares? I'm going to say whatever I want. I hope uh, he's not dying or anything. That would be terrible. Pop or Stan? Yeah. Stan. <laughs> Stan Van. Just like, I'm going to say whatever I want, no matter the consequences. Oh, like, uh, what's his name in Little Miss Sunshine? When he's just like, fuck, I'm old. Can do whatever <laughs> I want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I guess, or, or maybe that is uh, just a consequence of living in Trump's America. Like we're all just going to turn into old people who say what we want, because the, the end is nigh. Yeah, this is it. Just do whatever; it doesn't matter anymore. And I, I, I kind of want to say something real quick. Is just um, if you know someone who's a frequent listener to the podcast, and you. Uh, voted for Donald Trump and you know you're listening to us speak this way and you you may have feelings about that uh, I'm just gonna say don't care nice nice knowing you adios don't care about your feelings bro <laughs> well that's I feel like there's gonna be a lot of that yeah I don't know I'm really kind of at a loss I don't I feel like I you know now I just want to give all my money to Planned Parenthood that's all I care about now this week is Thanksgiving, as as we all know. Yeah. I'm going to see Cavs Mavericks on Friday while back in Cleveland for... Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Your boyfriend, Mark Cuban. I, or should I say Chandler Parsons' boyfriend, yeah, yeah. Mark Cuban. Yeah. I need to finish that article. You're going to have to also explain the circumstances <laughs> of it, I think. I started an article about the uh, bromance of Chandler Parsons and Mark Cuban and uh, the what seemed to go on for a really long time the the opening exposition of this article was all about Chandler Parsons Mark Cuban Amy Schumer and her open act getting wasted in Dallas yeah, I, th- it really must have been hard up for news. Which sounds fine. Does it? <laughs> I'm like, this is all we got to talk about? I don't know, dude. But I feel like that's some fluff. That's like some that's like some epic story about LeBron James and Dwayne Wade's friendship and their texting. Yeah. Although I I will say that I uh, I don't know I I I know that professional sports um, is different than most any other job that you could have like let's just imagine like you go out anybody going out with their boss and just like getting hammered like hammered Mm -hmm. and you know say you're like sharing an uber for some reason and then your your boss is getting out of the uber and you just yell at them i need Fifty thousand more dollars because you know we're we're not uh, NBA players. In Chandler Parsons' case, he yelled that he wanted the max contract. 
to Mark Cuban. I don't know. No matter what job you have, I, I, I think that is probably not the, the best course of action. Here's a thought. What, if you had to give Chandler Parsons a nickname, what would it be? He's he doesn't he's not really good for a nickname. Mm-hmm. No, like I I was thinking like Big Whitey, but that sounds like Big Whitey. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to like come up with something. Big blonde guy. Mm, no, nope, nope. This is why he doesn't have a nickname, I guess, because this is <laughs> not great. Yeah, I don't know. Just yelling max contract at your. Your supervisor, your owner, if you will, Chan Par. Like think, like think about it, Channy, Channy, <laughs> Channy Parsi, Channy Parson, <laughs> Channy. That's only because that's because we called Channing Tatum Channy Taters, but <laughs> Channy, Channy Parsi, Channy Parsies. I don't really, I don't really know. Chanpar. Like, it just doesn't work. Chanipar. Yeah. Not good. C-par. Not good. Mm-hmm. He has one of those names that's just immune to but a nickname. Maybe that's why he's friends with Mark Cuban, or was, rather. Because Mark Cuban also doesn't have a nickname? Yeah, I guess. Or, I <laughs> don't know. Gotta, they, they gotta stick together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, the, those kind of dudes, it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess they're a thing. Channy P. That's pretty good, you know? though. Channy P. That could work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that definitely sounds like um, he's trying to hand you a CD and saying, please listen to my demo. <laughs> Channy P. Channy uh. P. <laughs> and, like, everything on the cover of this, like, CD, like he he's kind of done it like like no limit or something. Oh, and it just looks like the font. Yeah, like pen and pixel. Yeah, <laughs> like Big Bear's doing things. <laughs> Channy P. Well, I mean, we've also been spending fifteen minutes trying to come up with Channing Parsons' nickname. Chandler Parsons. See now now Channy- he's, now you're now you're conflating him with Channy Taters. <laughs> Channy. Channing Parsons. Channy P. Channy P. Channy P's rap CD that you Channy got P. on the side of the road. <laughs> Roadside stand. Yeah. You're at a gas station and somebody tried to sell you the Channy P demo tape. That shit happens. That's what happens. That reminds me of living in Atlanta. That's the stuff that would happen there. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of gas station demos. Well, the other thing we can talk about is your fav, your favorite uh, Christmas jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, so, a, usually um, a real controversial topic, but I feel like this year they're not. No. It, but, you know, I'm kind of glad that this year's uh, Christmas jerseys really aren't deviating from last year's. Because I think in this time of change, we really need some continuity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I feel like last year's you know, were it, were inoffensive. They looked cute-ish. You know. Yeah, I mean they were they were way less terrible than years past. Well, and they weren't t-shirts. 
pajamas. Remember those spurs, like pajama ones? They were pajamas. Manpower Ginobili's pajama party. Yeah, that's, I think, how that remember, started. Remember those carefree, carefree days? <laughs> yeah. Manpower Ginobili's, yeah, that time's over. Here he comes now. Here. I sang that to someone the other day. <laughs> Here he comes now. That's, that's great. Manpower Ginobili. Yeah, that's the work of Mark Fredo. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think making them inoffensive is for the best. We already have to yeah. wrestle, wrestle with the change of our nation's leadership. Why give us one more thing to stress out about? Yeah, I mean, it's Christmas. Like, there's going to be the inevitable, like, blow-up fight that some families are going to get into about politics. Let's just make sure that the NBA Christmas jerseys don't you know, inflame more fighting. Yeah, you know? families have enough to fight about. Don't don't fuel the fire with the NBA Christmas jerseys. A controversial topic. So that's what I'm here to say. You know, <laughs> that's my overall message. Yeah, um, just you know, I don't want to get in arguments with anybody. I just want to enjoy watching our our NBA basketball. In silence. Silence. Yeah. For Christmas. Yeah, that's a pretty good Christmas gift. Yeah. I I mean, I think usually we would go through our, what do we have to be NBA thankful for this year? But, man, I, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah. I mean, I'm thankful that the NBA still exists. Donald Trump um, hasn't yet tried to dismantle it. I'm, uh... I feel like it's uh, important to keep the tradition alive. Um, currently, I'm really thankful for uh, that photo of Iman Schumacher at the White House. Oh, yeah, when he freaks out when they um, move Obama's podium. It was just an awe. Yeah. Yes. The look of pure joy on his face. I don't even know if it's joy. I think it's more like a shock. Yeah, but, but I don't know. We're so... I'm this joy because how often are you just blown away by little things like that anymore? That's true. I'm all for it. That's true. How about uh, the Cavs mannequin challenge that they did in the White House? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Was I, don't, I don't know what the mannequin challenge is for. I don't, I don't know. Is it for anything? I don't know. I feel like it's something young people do on Instagram. Yeah, I but I can't... Like, I knew the Ice Bucket Challenge was, like, to raise money I for... Yeah. There was a cause. I, the Mannequin Challenge, I can't I can't figure out what, what, it's, what its purpose is. Besides the internet. I, I don't think it has one. But maybe I'm old and don't know. Oh. If anyone can tell us what the purpose of the Mannequin Challenge is... Tweet at us. We mm -hmm. don't know. At B-Ball Party. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us. We don't know. We're old. And, I mean, how stoked Michelle Obama looked. I mean, that was just a great day in American history. Yeah. What's unfortunate is that was also the same day that Donald Trump was at the White House. But that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good thing to be thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for the fact that I finally got a J.R. Smith jersey. As, yeah. As... 
as I had intended since that trade happened. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to um, wearing that. I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm thankful that uh, the Clippers are leading the West, dude. And yet, and yet, do people care about the Clippers in LA? Remains to be seen. People are still <laughs> jazzed. The Lakers are at five hundred. I mean, I'm sure if this remains a thing later on in the season. Uh, you can see more jerseys on the bandwagon cam. Oh, God. Well, I have to take over for all those Warriors bandwagon jerseys. Uh, but aren't you just kind of glad that it's not all Warriors 24-7? Well, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Naturally. I mean, I mean, not, not, <laughs> not to be that person, but who cares about the Lakers outside of L.A.? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kobe's Kobe's not alive anymore or part of the NBA. <laughs> Kobe's not alive anymore. When you retire, you just die. That's it now. <laughs> That's how it happens. You just die. You know what I meant. <laughs> I know. He's dead now. That was it. Nobody knows, but he's dead. Little did you well, know. you know, retirement is the number one killer of old people. You either you either get on, you either start broadcasting, or you die. That's it. <laughs> it's like that old academia thing, you know, publish or perish. Instead, yeah, it's, right? it's 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 uh, it's broadcast or die. That's your fate after yeah. you retire from the NBA. Channy P, Channy P, talking to you. <laughs> So it's hard. Like I said, I think the thing I'm really struggling with is that I, I mean, I watched like five minutes of Cavs Pistons the other night. Apologies to Dan. Cause that was a real, real, uh, little public yeah. flogging, but yeah, I just, I, I wish that I could be like, woo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But instead I just find myself, and and this goes, you know, as I told you, like, the only things I've been doing are, like, reading books and listening to that tribe record. Like, that's all I care about now. A tribe record's really good. It is really good, but that's, like, the only good thing that I am experiencing right now. And I feel like I'm using it, like, as a cocoon to hang out <laughs> in. I, I think a lot of people are in different stages of grief, you know? yeah. Yeah, I, I I've been hanging out in denial a long time. <laughs> I I would say I'm probably still in denial a little bit, mm. you know, because um, uh, I've been listening to more music lately than I have been in a while. I, I'm usually that person that has uh, NPR on pretty much constantly. Mm. The voice is so soothing, um, but what they're saying not so soothing. Right. Right. So, um, really getting back into music, um, but really, really sad stuff. So maybe oh, I'm Jesus. But, but, but so maybe I'm moving from denial. Uh, how many stages are there in the Kubler Ross? There's five. Like, There's five stages yeah. of grief. Is there one that's just like fucking depressed? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are. I mean, there's. There's denial. Denial. Um, there's bargaining. There's bargaining. Oh, it's denial, anger. anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. 
Mm-hmm. So somehow you bypassed anger and bargaining and went straight to depression. Yeah. See, well, I, feel, I mean, what's, what's to bargain with, you know? I feel it like, ha- I, well, that's, bargaining is that, like, giant, is that petition for the Electoral College to reverse their votes. Yeah. That's bargaining. I'm still at anger. I feel like that's where I'm hanging out. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people are hanging out in anger, and I think that's really valid. A lot of we're, a lot of people are gonna need that fire to yeah. sustain them going forward. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I, I kind of would just like to be uh, like listen to Sharon Van Vanette and damn. and just damn dude, kind of hang out ha- hang out in in some sad times, and then you know do something. Mm. Hang out in some sad times. You know, I just like really get in there in the bottom of the bottle of whiskey. And, you know, when you when you wake up and stand up and move forward. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cool with anger. That's my it's my power position. Yeah. I'm only listening to that tribe record. I did listen to the Beastie Boys for a little while and then I just went back to that tribe record. That's it. That's all I know now. It's yeah. the only music I'm going to listen to for the next four years. Just that tribe record. <laughs> There's nothing else. What else is there? Nothing. Yeah, so lots of sad music and lots of Jeezy as well. Oh, that's an interesting... Mm-hmm. Okay. Trap or Die, That's Me, Okay. Trap or Die, That's Me, Okay. Known... <laughs> interesting approach. <laughs> uh yeah i just maybe going to a game in person will kind of uh spring more board me back into mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. nba life yeah i'm hoping because yeah. right now i'm like i don't know what's the point of anything I- what is the point of anything? I don't know. Uh, I, I think I'm going to try to be in Cleveland on Christmas. So That's cool. You know, we could hang. We can watch the Warriors-Cavs game that will be going on a mere 10 miles from my parents' house. Yeah. Yeah. We should meet up for that. Then I'll be priced out of Prosperity. watching. There's no, <laughs> there's no sound of prosperity on the TV. Oh. <laughs> And that's if they're not showing Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. Which is their go-to. Like, really, I, I need to watch this Cavs game. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I gotta watch this Cavs game. I'm here to see about a Cavs game. I'm here, <laughs> here to see about a Cavs game. Um, that's that famous line from Goodwill Hunting. I gotta go see For- about a Cavs game. <laughs> I gotta go see about a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, this is off topic, but this this episode's <laughs> garbage, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> have, well, I kind of like that we're just embracing that this episode is garbage, and I feel like this will go down in the history of Basketball Party, like, the one where they were just despondent about the election. True. Despondency and then just, like, weird cuts edited together. Have you seen the trailer for uh manchester by the sea uh yeah 
you know, one thing I really both find puzzling and also admire is how mm -hmm. hard Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and by extension the rest of the Afflecks ride for one another. Yeah. Like that trailer is basically Matt Damon telling you that he thinks that movie's good. <laughs> you know? You know? I <laughs> That's that's it. That's that trailer. It's like, yeah, hey, my buddy it, made it. It'd be like if you made a movie and the trailer was me just being like, you should see it. It's good. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's true. No, like, that was, I thought it was kind of weird. It's just like, why, why aren't you showing more clips of this movie? Why, why are you like, have it, why are you dedicating so much time? To Matt Damon. Yeah, you can't bank on Casey Affleck's acting, so instead, <laughs> here's Matt Damon talking about how this movie's good. Matt Damon was like, oh, you're not going to let me be in the movie, so you at least got to put me in the trailer. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, is he an executive producer? What's, what's happening here? I don't here? think so. I think he's just a fan. Let's find <laughs> out. I don't think he could, I mean, I don't think he can actually be involved in it, because isn't that weird, like, to have you just be like, I'm endorsing my own movie. Of course he thinks it's good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, but, I mean, it could also be like, um, I'm also a president and uh, a member oh, or whatever. Oh, like Hair Club for Men? That's what this is? This movie is <laughs> yes. Basically the Hair Club for Men? Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, Kyle Chandler's in it. That's how you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. It'll be like Manchester by the Sea, uncredited. Fan. Uncredited. <laughs> fan. Um, fan. <laughs> fan. <laughs> Known fan, Matt Damon. <laughs> okay. He's it's like such a, a weird proclamation. Like that would be on his gravestone. Manchester by the Sea, dash, fan. Fan. Uh, okay, he's not <laughs> in it, which I think we already okay. knew. We already knew that. Okay. Um, oh, he did, oh, he did, he is one of the producers. See, I feel like that's super disingenuous. Like, no. <laughs> of course you like it then, you worked on it. Like, you made it yeah. happen. You know, he's not only the president, he's, he's a member. Yeah. Hair club for men. That's, that's what the, <laughs> the Damon Affleck connection, that's the new hair club for men of 2016. <laughs> but I mean, I'm glad he believes in it. That is I'm glad I want to see in it. his friend. That's so nice. Yeah, I know. It's super nice. <laughs> but the thing is, I want to see it. This is the problem. Yeah. I, I really, I, like... I surprise myself, but I really go for those those movies that involve them. Yeah, I mean, most of them are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Goodwill Hunting. I, I I still like to pop that one in when I want to have a good cry. Oh yeah, I mean that's a that's a classic. That's a definitely yeah, like classic. a little evergreen, you know. Yeah, the town is good. I don't know. I mean, it's the the Affleck Damon Hair Club for Men. Mm -hmm. 
known fan. But yeah, I do. But still, that aside, even knowing that, I still think it's weird that the trailer is just <laughs> him being like, yeah, go see this movie. It's good. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's just trying to get back to that old style of um, kind of movie commercials that you used to see all the time, which, you know, were people coming out of the theater and and saying, like, you know, the little old lady be like, it was a thrill ride! That's and true. That's true. You may, know, maybe we're going back to that. You know what movie I wish they had done that for with me? Mm. I wish they had done that with me for uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> yeah. I told this story this week because I went to see Moonlight this week. Uh-huh. Which uh, was excellent, and I recommend every breathing human being go see it it was very good it was good it was really good mm-hmm. Every, i'm not going to say anything about it because everybody should just go see it no, I, this isn't mm-hmm. a, i'm not going to be matt damon you know yeah. it's good go i'm see also it. a producer yeah but it's it's excellent um that said uh it did make me think of when i went to see brokeback mountain in the theater many years ago and uh mm-hmm. i went with friend of the pod megan murphy and uh I cried so hard during and after that movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were walking out of the theater and I was just like crying, just like a mess. Mm -hmm. Just saying like, why couldn't they have their ranch? Just like really upset. (laughs) And to the point where Megan drove me home and she was like, am I going to be able to like leave you alone in your apartment? Like, are you going to be fine? And I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) So I would love if there was a commercial for Brokeback Mountain and you have me coming out like, why couldn't they just have their ranch? Like, and that's <laughs> You're like, ma'am, spoiler alert. Ringing endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. No. Heads up, one of them dies. Yeah, that... I'm trying to think of the last movie that did that to me. Where you, like, totally lost your shit? Yeah, like really, like lost it, lost it. It might have been uh, when I when I saw uh, uh, Volver in the theaters. Oh yeah, I could see that's and... a, that's a Kim Houston. Yeah, that's a guaranteed <laughs> cry. Elmo- yeah, that, I still... feel like El Motivar is probably a guaranteed Kim Houston cry. Yeah, I mean, like trigger warning, you know, just. Um, but I, I went to go see that movie by myself, uh, in Royal Oak, Michigan, like millions of years ago. And I had to drive back to Detroit and I, I had to get gas. And so I'm just like weeping profusely at the gas station, pumping gas. Mm -hmm. And this guy asked me if I was safe. (laughs) Like, because, I mean, I'm, I, I'm very much weeping and pumping gas. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, somewhere around, like, eight oh, miles. Jesus, Woodward, at, yeah, like, nine in Woodward or whatever. And <laughs> the guy's just like, are you safe? And I was like, yeah, I just saw a sad movie. And he just, like, immediately walked away from me. <laughs> oh, he he wanted nothing to do with me at that point. Yeah. It's just like, you know, no, I'm not escaping some uh, abusive partner or anything like that. I'm just, I just saw a sad movie. At least he was Thanks. looking out. At least he was looking out. That's no, the, I, I don't want to, to dismiss um, the helpers of the world, I, I think. You know, thank, 
I want to thank that guy, but, you know, I just, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I was going to say it was the last time you, you felt like you reacted that way, election 2016, but that I think that goes without saying. Dude, I cried. You know, I, I, cr- I didn't cry. I, oh, man. I cried. So I had to leave the party where I was watching it. I use the term party very loosely. <laughs> the funeral that I was attending for America. And uh, I, once they started kind of calling or projecting Michigan and Wisconsin for Trump, I was like, I have to leave. I have to leave. And I walked down the stairs at my friend's house to like leave their house and go to my car and just started sobbing uncontrollably. And I wasn't drunk. I hadn't even really been drinking. Just like a guttural, like intense kind of crying that a no one at that house had ever seen me do. And B it, the last time I probably cried that hard was Brokeback Mountain. So <laughs> I, I was like, wow, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't cry. And I, I think uh, I have to thank my um, stone cold negativity <laughs> for that. My ice cold pessimism. Yeah. I, did I want it to happen? No. Did I think that there was a possibility it could happen? For sure. And I, I thought that it was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you also went to bed pretty early, correct? Yeah, I, I probably went to sleep 10, 10.30 Eastern time. Okay. Just yeah. like, I wasn't like asleep, but I was definitely off. Yeah. social media I was off of TV I had I, I kind of gotten my feel like I saw where it was going so my again my ice cold pessimism reared its head and I was like nope I'll just deal with this in the morning I want to enjoy the rest of my evening <laughs> <laughs> yeah see the problem this you know? is my first west coast election so there's this the first time where like it's early for you when it happens mm-hmm. which i imagine if it goes your way is fun because then you get to have a real rollicking good time partying for the rest of the night but instead mm-hmm. it was like an unending terror hellscape that just kept i was like it is only 8 30 what am i gonna do now like fuck man so wh- why can't i just go see manchester by the sea right now matt damon says it's good <laughs> yeah yeah i um yeah that 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 is probably really rough but i i I just said no because i i had a lot of people blowing up my phone and i i made the huge mistake of also being on facebook oh yeah Woo! no thank you and and uh speaking about that i'm super really close to quitting again yeah i mean i I, know uh, I don't I, care I if do I never know. get invited to another party. I do know, know because, the... you know, I've been off that shit for five years now, and I'm never coming back now. Forget it. Yeah. Even if tempted, no way. There's no point. It's garbage. I, I can see your point about garbage, but really it's just, like, mostly babies. Yeah, that's everything now, though. That's Instagram, too. Yeah. Instagram is, yeah. like, people's fancy vacations and, like, babies. I'm just going to start only Instagramming about Manchester by the sea. 
actually, you know, um, <laughs> I, I just want to start um, writing fake, fake Matt Damon uh, testimonials for things. When are they going to make Goodwill Hunting 2? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I just, Ten year anniversary. It's been longer than, yeah, really. 20, I think. Yeah. When did that movie uh, come out? Like what, 98? 99? 98, 99. When is, let's see, 97. Dude, yeah. We're about to hit yeah. the 20-year anniversary of Goodwill Hunting. So you know that shit's going to go Criterion next year. It's time, for, it's time for a sequel. I would buy the Criterion collection of Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. I would. I would. It's unfortunate that there's really no basketball in Goodwill Hunting. That's kind of a miss. Yeah, because you know that the Skylar crying scene actually lasted two hours and they cut it down. <laughs> I mean, think about... I can't remember Casey Affleck's character in that, uh, in that movie, but uh, I'm just going to say his, his character's name was Casey. And... Uh, <laughs> imagine, like, a Goodwill Hunting 2 that's about Casey and uh-huh. he's a Celtics fan. I mean, he's got to be a mm-hmm. Celtics fan. Boston. Yeah, oh, all of those dudes were definite Celtics fans. Mm-hmm. But those guys are like Kevin McHale. Uh, those yeah. are, they're like white guys Celtics fans. Yeah. Which, you know, given the, the temperature of our country at this time, the climate, <laughs> cultural climate, that might be a hit. Matt Damon. You know, okay, so the plot of Google Hunting 2 <laughs> is definitely... Um, so, uh, the Afflecks, both Casey and whatever Ben's character's name was. Let's call them Casey and Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And all of their friends, right? Okay. Um, and so we kind of get, like, a feel for their lives because they've always stayed, uh, in, like, the Southie Boston area, you know? Yeah. Doing construction or whatever. Right. And so then, like, Skylar... And Will come back, and they've got, like, uh, but it's, like, a really contentious marriage or whatever, but they're coming home to, like, visit for some, for some reason, like, I don't know, maybe Ben Affleck's, like, dying. Okay, okay, I'm following. (laughs) You know, and then so, like, you get the, their whole, like, relationship drama, like, they really should get a divorce, but they're not. Okay. And, um... I don't know. Are they warriors? They definitely has to die. Here's the here's the thing. Are they warriors fans because they've been living like in the Bay Area? Oh yeah, she definitely has to be some kind of like because oh she was going there for med school, right? Yeah, she was going to Stanford. Yeah. Okay. So, hmm. I mean, maybe they are warriors fans. I don't know. I you know I but but I feel like they would have gone to like New York or something. Oh, okay. So they're not still living in California. They're coming from New York. Yeah, yeah. Like they, 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 they did their time out there, and you know, she did a residency. Now they're now they're else. like I don't know Knicks fans or something. Oh, that's unfortunate. But then, yeah. But Ben Affleck, Ben and Casey are still ride or die Celtics fans, though. They got to yeah, be. yeah. They got to be because they're <laughs> you know Southie forever. It's like it's like that line from Friday Night Lights: Texas forever, except they're talking about Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really think we need to, like, pitch this. I would see this movie. I would see it. 
I mean... Also because I already said that I'll see anything that involves Matt Damon and the Afflecks. But I, we wrote it, and so then we could be in the trailer and say, <laughs> yo, you gotta go see this movie. It's, it's so great. good. It's so good. That's why, I, that's why I put my money behind it and produced it, because I thought it was good. So I, I just love that the trailer's Matt Damon. Like, I can't think of a funnier <laughs> thing than... Like, the movie doesn't speak for itself. You need Matt Damon to be like, it's good. Hi, it's me, Matt Damon. Yeah. Like, I, it just seems, it just, it keeps, I keep seeing the trailer, which, of course, is also, like, reinforcing the fact that I want to see this movie. But then, time and time again, I'm like, oh, my God. What, like, why is Matt Damon out here just like telling me about this movie that he clearly helped make like uh, you know what I mean yeah it's weird it is weird I just I like I'm trying to imagine what uh, like another movie that I've really liked recently where someone would be out there like it's good I'm trying to think, you know, like, what if, okay, here's an example. And this would be horrible. And it would be, this would never happen. But mm-hmm. Brad, Brad Pitt was one of the producers for Moonlight. He's the executive oh, producer. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say mm-hmm. if there's a world where Brad Pitt makes a trail. It's the trailer for Moonlight, but then it cuts to Brad Pitt telling me how good the movie is. First of all, yeah. can't trust it because mm-hmm. Brad Pitt should not be the voice for that movie. Mm-hmm. But what if that I would I would be like, no, I'm not seeing that. Can't mm-hmm. trust it. I don't know. I just this whole thing is so funny to me because it's just Well, weird. it seems like an experience that, you know, is very Affleck slash Damon. Yeah. Yeah. It's their... Like, oh, you gotta come out and see my buddy's movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My boy. You gotta see my boy's movie. It's act- it's, <laughs> it's it's wicked. Wicked good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's a wicked pissa. You gotta see it. Mm-hmm. I wish he was doing it in like Red a... Red Socks! Yeah, exactly. I w- Jostens! <laughs> I wish he was doing it in like a Boston <laughs> accent. I would be like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know? I'm not even mad at this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, I will see this movie, Matt Damon. You sold me. Yeah, you got it, Matt Damon. You know what's up. I don't know. I feel like this whole Matt Damon, you know, side talk really, really saved this episode. <laughs> I bet Matt Damon goes to watch the Knicks. I bet he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole Manchester by the Sea discussion. <laughs> Really important. See, movie. you can laugh again. I like that I saw a movie that was actually like culturally important, which is Moonlight, and uh-huh. instead I chose to talk about a movie I didn't see, which is Manchester by the Sea. Whatever. Go see Moonlight. Don't go see Man. I mean, you can go see Manchester <laughs> by the Sea if you want, but go see Moonlight first. The Damon Affleck axis of power. <laughs> evil axis I don't even know about evil I wouldn't even say evil but just like you know it's like white guys you know Mm -hmm. which is fine it's fine but 
I think Moonlight's more a uh, more important movie. I know it doesn't have Matt Damon in the trailer telling you to see it, but <laughs> shit, not everything can. Matt, well, what if what if that's just what Matt Damon does now? That's it. He just produces movies and then he appears in the trailer to tell you to go see them. No, no, no. Like he gets paid. What? No, he gets paid to do nothing but tell people in trailers to go see movies. Yeah, he's not even like a critic. He's just like a guy that shows up in a trailer for 30 seconds. Yeah, so like he could be in the trailer for Moonlight. He has nothing to do with it. Uh Oh, you should really go see this movie. It's a masterpiece. You should see it. (laughs) I would be like, oh... Matt you know, Damon. Matt Damon for the, you know, Lego Batman movie. He'd be like, you gotta go see it. That little Batman's funny. It's a masterpiece. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> you should see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you really, yeah, you can laugh again if you just get on a 30-minute tangent about Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Apologies to everyone for this episode. It's garbage. We're still an NBA podcast, I swear to God. Yeah, we'll be I feel like we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get back on track. It's gonna happen. Just gotta ease ease into it with a little <laughs> Damon Affleck cinematic treasure. Now I have to see that movie. I'm telling you, I wanna see it. I'm tell I wanted to see it. Even before Matt Damon told me I had to. (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) I felt kind of bad that I wanted to see it at the same time because I was like, ugh. God. I already know, like, what the movie's about, basically, you know? (laughs) Which is fine. I mean, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Man, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. Well. (laughs) Thank you, Matt Damon. (laughs) Thank you, Matt Damon. You've... Thank you, Matt Damon. <laughs> I feel more alive. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready to face this garbage <laughs> world now. Yep. I'm ready to hold the sides of the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to steer this dumpster back into somewhat somewhat civilization. Yeah. Thankful for Matt Damon and the Afflecks. Make America laugh again. That's. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) David. This is like when I went to see Neil Young and he thanked Brooklyn and Jay Z at the end of the show. (laughs) Thank you, Matt Damon. Thank you, Casey Affleck. You know. So basically yeah. this podcast fully endorses Manchester by the Sea. The thing is I probably won't see it until like a year from now when it's on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> like a official movie of basketball party. <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. It has nothing to do with basketball, but we fully endorse it. That's amazing. <sighs> well, any uh final thoughts before I cobble together this this episode into whatever it will be? 
happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Sorry if we alienated any of you with our political views, but bye. Thanks for playing. Yes. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, this is this is our new world. You know, Manchester by the Sea, you definitely have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get out there. Gotta see Gotta it. get out there and see that movie. Matt Damon says so. Matt Damon wants you to get out there and see it. So you gotta do it. Yeah, he just wants you to live again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, I want you to donate to Planned Parenthood, to the ACLU, to other important organizations of your choice, and then I want you to pay $14 to go see Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. That's it. All right, well, uh... <laughs> I'll talk to you next week for hopefully an episode about basketball. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's aim for like 80, 20, 80% basketball. 20% Manchester by the <laughs> I can't quit you, Manchester by the uh, All right. Uh, I'll talk to you next week for another basketball party. <laughs> awesome. I'll talk to you then, dude. Bye. Bye. Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. 